7 Mile Road. It's Sarah here with Justin. Hello. We just wanted to sit down and give you a little quick bonus update. Justin, you recently went on a vision trip to Scotland. I did. And speaking of bonuses, I'm hoping for some great Scottish theme music to roll into this podcast now. But yes, I did get back from Scotland last week. I had the opportunity to go there uh, with a number of Acts 29 church planners from the U.S. that were there hoping to connect with and, uh, and learn about potential ways to partner with church planners in the Scottish Highlands. Can you tell us about the place where you were? It was the Scottish Highlands, right? It was the Scottish Highlands. So we flew into Inverness, the center of the Scottish Highlands, which the Highlands are big. I don't know the exact landmass number of the Scottish Highlands or the landmass of Belgium, but what I'm told is it's the same size approximately. But the thing is, the Scottish Highlands only have 2% of the population of Belgium. And so what we have is a, a place that's Whoa. very big, it's very beautiful, and the population is relatively small okay. compared to other places that would have it. So there's about 250,000 people in the Scottish Highlands, and about 2% of those um, at this point would identify as Christians. Okay. Um, and then on top of that, that number is going down as older people die. Mm. Um, as that happens, the, the population of Christians is getting smaller and smaller, and they're expecting it to be less than 1%, closer to half a percent in the, in the coming decades. Wow. So there's quite a gospel need. Um, there's quite a need for gospel-centered churches to be planted there and to be reaching people of the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. Can you tell us about the church plants, either the ones that are there or the ones that are being planted? Yes, yes. So this is a, a really cool thing is there's a number of different places inside the Scottish Highlands that churches are being planted right now. What happens is Inverness is pretty, a good-sized town, 60,000 people or so, and it's been one of the fastest-growing places in Europe over the last, whatever, number of years, okay. decent number of years. It's been one of the fastest growing places. The population obviously is still not huge. Mm. And then outside of Inverness, if you were to go 100 miles in different directions, there's just tons of small villages there. And so we were able to spend time with two church planters in Inverness, um, one of which is planning in a new development there. There's about 900 homes. His name's Pete Rennie. He's, he pastors Living Hope Church, and they're planting in this neighborhood that's growing up of about 900 homes. They're actually about to be gifted a church building there. Awesome. Um, that's going to be in the center of this development and a really, really exciting thing. Uh, and they're going to be central to this community going forward. And the, the builder is excited about that and giving them this. Mm. And then we also visited a church that's in one of the schemes. They call them schemes there, council estates. It's essentially what we would know as projects um, okay. here in the United States. There's a church being planted there. Um, and we worshiped there. Brian Page and I, the pastor of Seven Mile Road, Kenny Bunk, he was on the trip, and we worshiped there on Sunday afternoon and just had a wonderful time um, as the Bible was opened mm. uh, by our, our now our friend, um, Chris there that's pastoring, and we just had a blast. So many people there um, that don't yet know Jesus, so there were about 50 or so people there, mm. and maybe a third of them know Jesus. Wow. And so it was a really fascinating thing to see and to get to be a part of. We just had a really sweet time there with some people, and uh, and then we also got to go out to Nairn, which is a coastal seaside town of about 9,000. It's a beautiful place. Um, we got to spend time there worshiping in a, I believe they call it a Legion Hall. It's basically like a, a VFW. Okay. Um, the defining characteristics of the, of the building, I would say, are there were there was a bar in the back of the room okay. where we were gathered for worship, and which was not open at the time. Yes. 
And there was also a, a, a picture of King Charles on the wall. Okay. Not on the front, but to the side. So anyway, um, yeah, just different environments we got to be in and all these places where we're getting to hear stories of people meeting Jesus, mm. which is what's so fun. And then that's, that's not all. There were more places. There's the Orkney Islands, which are known for their puffins. You know cool. what puffins are? Yeah, there's a um, cereal with puffins. So. Never seen a real puffin, but so I've seen have, the cereal. They have real puffins. Cool. Um, apparently. And, uh, but it's a long way up, and there's an older congregation there that's praying for a pastor. Mm. And it's being planted there. Older people, they're praying for a younger pastor. And so there's these type of things, uh, places to be, just different places, whether remote, whether in the center of cities, um, whether in affluent areas. For example, there's Avamore is apparently got U- the UK's best ski resort. I've never skied okay. in the UK, but word on the street is... It's the best ski resort there. Cool. And there's a church being planted there because there's a gospel need there, and these guys um, are putting in work. So um, these churches are are being planted. The gospel's taking root, and a lot of people in a different, a lot of different places are being served. If you had to share a favorite story or anecdote from your trip, what would be a story you could share? Yeah, I think one of my favorite things that happened on the trip was hearing these guys over and over, their desire is to have other leaders come alongside them, other pastors come alongside them that can then be sent out, sent out or stay where they are so that they can be sent out Mm. to plant another one. So that's the way they see churches multiplying is through the hiring of assistant pastors and the sending out of there. And they they see this, and the average Scottish congregation is between 25 and 45 people, mm. and they know that they need to do this over and over and over again. And uh, maybe the most exciting thing I witnessed was um, someone who had who had some special needs was having a coughing fit in the middle of a worship gathering, mm-hmm. and this 19 year old man um, who who is aspiring to ministry noticed it before anyone else did. Got up unprovoked, unasked, went and got water, took it to her, gave it to her, and nobody ever said anything, yeah. saw anything, whatever. It was just the sweetest act of service. Mm. And then a few minutes later, she spilled the water. And this same young man, without anybody asking, anybody saying anything, went and grabbed a towel and started cleaning up and taking care of it. And it flew totally on the ra- under the radar, mm. except that we kind of saw it. And it was the exact kind of ministry that I think we were called to. And to see that happening in the life of a young man that hopefully will grow mm-hmm. in, and mature and is hoping to one day serve as a pastor in Jesus' church, really, really cool thing to see and to know that that's what's needed over and over and over again because there's nothing flashy um, about church planning in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. Just like there isn't a lot of places, but there's yeah. not there. Um, but it's, it's going to be long, hard, humble work, gospel-centered work, and to see somebody so young wanting to jump into that. And that's exactly what these churches are praying for. Mm. Over and over when you hear them and they ask for something, it, it, at, what, what can you pray for? They ask for prayer. It's would you pray for, for laborers? Mm. And to see somebody stepping into that is really cool. Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, how can how can we pray on this side of the world? Not many of us are going to be able to go to Scotland and meet these people, but how can we in Melrose be praying for the work there? Yeah, that's a great question. I and and that's the question we wanted to answer with this was how can we be coming along and partnering? And I think as a church, we're hoping to be able to help um, think about partnering in sharing some some 
of the things we learn just about working as a family of churches because mm. that's a very appealing thing. Um, when they know there's going to be a number of small congregations, how can they leverage resources together to, yeah. to do this work over and over? So we're going to be doing that um, and, and having further conversations there. I think there's going to be some ways that we can financially partner because, as you heard, there's not a whole lot of heritage there, Yeah, at least more recent heritage. There's older heritage, um, but there's they need support. Yeah. They need ways to do that. And there's some great work being done there that really needs support, and I think we're going to be able to do that. The other part is to just pray. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters there to be encouraged in mm-hmm. the good news, to love their neighbor, um, to proclaim Jesus, so that more and more people come to know him. One of the coolest stories that I, I mean, I witnessed as well was to hear someone who's not yet a believer of Jesus, whose teenage daughter has come to faith. And this woman who doesn't yet believe Jesus was is gathering for worship on Sundays in mm. one of these churches. She told me and Pastor Brian that what she wanted for her other teenage, other teenager, a son, was for him to have what the church is offering. Mm. That right there is what we want to be about. Yeah. Um, she wants for, even though she's not taking hold of it for herself yet, she's seeing this good news as really good news and as life-changing. Yeah. And we can pray that that would happen over and over and over again in Inverness and in Merkinch and in the Orkney Islands mm-hmm. and in Avamore and in Nairn. That would be tremendous if we could just be praying uh, for that and then praying the prayers they're praying. Mm. God will you send more laborers. Thanks for that update. Yeah, thanks. Anything else to add? No, it was just a wonderful time, and I, I really would love it if we could be a church that was praying Yeah. Uh, for our brothers and sisters there and for the good work there. So thank you to anyone that would join in that, and I'd love to catch up if you have any other questions. Awesome. Thanks for the update. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Bye. Bye.